3: Tell Mike like, oof, the Steelers have their hands full with that guy. Um, was not expecting that today. All right, so that was that was Florio on pickens. Here's what he said about quarterbacks. We told him about Dulac's uh chat response that Russell Wilson is unlikely to come to Pittsburgh because the Steelers view him as a backup, that he wouldn't come here as a backup quarterback. And here's what Mike said in response to that. I think the stuff Dulac reported
0: 10 days ago is accurate. I was talking to some people last night, and as stupid as it sounds, they're going to do the Kenny Pickett-Mason-Rudolph thing. Unless they've got one hell of a poker face here, and they're trying to set up some kind of a deal that's going to catch us all by surprise, they are doing this Pickett and Rudolph and hope for the best
3: competition. More discouraged by that comment than the first one?
4: Yeah, definitely. Because I think the first one is at least not maybe inaccurate, but I I just have a different perspective on it. But I guess the first one relates to the second one. If you don't think their quarterback situation is necessarily going to improve, and I will concede that as much as I've said, hey, listen, Mason Rudolph made it all look a lot better, I don't have any degree of faith that Mason Rudolph over the course of 17 games is going to sustain that. If I were proven wrong, if he gets the chance to, and he looks like Tannehill in 2019, he starts like 12 or 13 games and balls out, we've got one of the best Pittsburgh kind of comeback stories ever, but just seeing or hearing Mike say like, nope, unless they are really pulling a Dan Harrington, there's a poker reference for you, pony. Is he fossil man? No, he was the guy who was just known for making final tables, like by only playing a couple of hands, like every, you know, he'd play a hand an hour and win. Would you
3: recommend that? If I went and played poker at the casino, I was thinking about that the other day. I kind of had the itch to play in a game.
4: tournament or a cash game. Because just if, sitting in a down tur- playing, I think in a tournament style game where you just buy in for a certain amount and the blinds are going up, I think that's a a stable way to play. You have to get the cards at some point. In a cash game, you're going to get beaten up in there. I think you got to play like Gus Hansen. Who's that again? He was the the Dutch guy or whatever who would just play like 2-7 offsuit just to keep people on their toes. Like he would just play anything.
3: How about the Texas Dolly?
4: The late, great Doyle Brunson called your CBS radio he show did. once. What was the subject about that he wanted to sound off on? And He just called in as like Doyle from yeah, wherever. Yeah, I think it right? was
3: after the Bills-Colts playoff game from a few years ago. Just wanted to pop in. He just had a regular sports take. Yeah. And
4: he's just Doyle from Texas? Yeah. And you realized you were talking to one of the legends of poker.
3: Yeah. That's all true.
4: What a moment for you. A little bit of a flex. A little bit? That's a big flex. But no, the, the poker face thing did bug me, man. Because just like, it reinforces my priors that like, the longer this goes, the only real variation that I think is, is realistic in how their quarterback room shakes out, at least the top two is, is it Rudolph or is it Tannehill? Neither one of which is particularly inspiring. Tannehill, Hill, ugh, Tannehill if it was five years ago, would be. But it's not. Like, they're just going to take the path of absolute least resistance when I think if you polled GMs anonymously across the league, how many would suggest that Kenny Pickett and blank clear backup is a good plan? Maybe no other GM would be happy with that and say, "Yeah, that's a good idea." They're going to though. I don't even know if their GM likes it. I know their owner does. That bums I, how could that not be the more bumming out kind of yeah. quote here? I wonder
3: what's going through Mason's head right now. You know, I'm sure like he's seeing some of this. He admitted that you know, at, when he became a starting quarterback that he had looked on Twitter and social media and stuff and was paying attention to that kind of thing. Now he's got all this idle time. It's the off season, Seeing what else is out there about him. You know, is he thinking to himself, okay, like the Steelers don't want to bring in a big-name guy. They trust me or they believe in me enough where they're really interested in bringing me back. But then at the same time, it's like, oh man, I'm going to need Kenny to screw up or get hurt to play again. I'm going to have to learn a new offense. And if I were him, I would think, I'm not even sure I'm a good fit for this offense. I'm not even what this guy is looking for. I don't fit. He has a type. He clearly has a type, Arthur Smith. I'm not his type. I'm not mobile enough. I don't... He's into redheads and I'm a blonde kind of thing.
4: Yeah, I don't I don't move around. Although I... Wait, now, Aditi will be on in 10 minutes. She's told us that Arthur Smith makes work whatever personnel he's got. He's not a... He's a chameleon of he, offensive he, coordinators. Exactly. He's chameleon tendencies. It, I'd love to believe and squint that that's true and that if Rudolph did come back and that this underwhelming reality that Florio or this picture Florio paints did come to fruition, that if Kenny faltered, Rudolph comes in Smith's got an offense that's going to push the ball down the field in the play action game and Rudolph stands in there as we know he can because we know he's got guts in the pocket and picks teams apart.
3: But I just I, even as I say that out loud, it feels ridiculous. Donnie, as a season ticket holder, are you going to give up season tickets if they bring back Pickett and Rudolph as quarterbacks?
5: Uh no, mainly because it's not a smart thing to do to give up the tickets. Yeah. Yeah, you're
4: right.
3: Why's that?
5: Well, I mean, it, it took my family like twenty years to get. No, the those phone are call, so.
4: Yeah, those are heirlooms. Those are getting passed down to little Donnie and I guess you could have a daughter named Donnie. Football just be D A W N.
5: Yeah, it, it it's never a wise move, in my opinion, to get especially for like an NFL team where it's like more like feasible to actually go to every game. Like, I get if it's baseball or if it's hockey. Like, there's a lot of games there. Like that. That's a ton of commitment, and you're going like weeknights randomly. I, I don't. I never think it's a wise move to uh, move on from season tickets for any NFL well, th- team. Doesn't
3: this tie back into Donnie's original take today? That Art Rooney is a terrible owner and just living off the legacy of his father and grandfather. Mm-hmm. And Donnie actually had the guts to say that Art is the worst sports owner in town. Mm-hmm. I think Art knows that there's a lot of people like Donnie. It's a cash cow.
4: It's well, an annu- we're going to be sold like out no matter what. Yeah, it's a yearly. Annuity. He won't get
3: out. He's not happy with the product we're putting on the field or how we're going about our business. But he's not going to walk away from this. So what? What? What motive does Art Rooney have to change the way he does things? Very little, if any. If the customer, if the if the demand outweighs the supply to that degree, where you've got Donnie who's like. Very upset with some of the things that are going on right now, but it's like, oh, man, I can't like hell I can't I would ever give these up. Yeah, like hell, me? I'd give
4: away these tickets. They're not going to be showing up at uh, Akershire with paper bags over their heads like Saints fans or Bengals fans. The, team, the head coach basically ensures, even though it, it understandably frustrates virtually all of the fan base, almost by his mere presence ensures that you're never going to have a three- or four-win season that, or a series of them that actually causes people to maybe mentally tune out. You're always going to be on the fringes of relevance at bare minimum and always have a willing fan base. You know why, too? You got eight or nine, depending on the season, home dates a year. When you have that few events like that, they are they're treated, as, they're treated as such. Yeah. Nine party days a year, eight party days a year to get together with your friends and tailgate, even though, as Donnie said, they're chipping
3: away at that, too.
5: Uh,
4: they're really chipping away.
5: Really? Could you see away. yourself
3: doing the thing where you tailgate inside a parking garage?
5: I mean, like, I guess it's just I don't know how much can even be done there. Like, you're not allowed to grill unless yeah, you you're can't at the take very a grill top. in there. You have to go up to the top where it's open. No roof.
3: What? Question. It doesn't feel the same when stupid. you've got a roof over no. your head in a garage to tailgate. Perhaps a stupid question. Fire away.
4: I understand that the grill, the worry is it would catch fire. It spreads to a car. You got exploding cars everywhere, Donnie. <laughs> right? Legitimate concern, no? Yeah, but it's not like you're in a walled-off garage. The levels that are covered still have enormous wide areas where where air is coming in. Oh, yeah. That's That never really – they must just think people are the dumbest people alive, which maybe is a smart way to act. Call from mom. Answer
0: it. Call silenced.
3: All right, waiting to hear from Aditi Kinkabwala live from the NFL Scouting Combine. Art Rooney did not grade well with his players in this NFL PA survey. Steelers have long pushed that they are a family-first, family-friendly organization and there is a family grade here that they did not get graded well on. One of only four teams as the
4: athletic uh, detail or in the athletic story about this or the NFLPA story, excuse me, it just looks like something from the athletic. They're only one of only four teams uh, that does not offer either a family room or daycare. One of seven teams that provides no daycare support on game day for players, children. One of 12 teams that doesn't provide a family room. During games. And then it says the top ways players feel the treatment of their families could be improved is simply by offering a family room and daycare services like the majority of other teams do. Uh, Pony, that one really quickly. You and I both have kids now. We're both parents. And that doesn't necessarily make this opinion more or less valid. Think about how, and I know there's, I've seen like reactions to other teams being castigated for this and then fans saying these players are millionaires. Find your own childcare. Uh Uh-huh it's mostly an industry standard like to take care of your employees. Listen, I think childcare in this country should be way better than it is. And that's the understatement of the decade, but like we're only comparing the Steelers to the other 31 teams in the league. I don't think that's a good look and I
3: think it's an easily remedied one. Could you imagine if we had a childcare service here and Stella was mixing it up with Lennox and Ace and Oh, Lennox would just you be got Crowley's kids Mario Kart. Crowley's kids get thrown in there too. Stella and
4: Ace would be big big buddies I think.
3: Doran's kids who are already being trained to be division 1 athletes running through walls, doing pushups and I was going to say you'd there. have
4: to put his his boys in like their own like room with a ton of padding on the walls cuz they just they roughhouse in a way well, that I like Doran
3: sends out videos of social yeah. media of them just going at it.
4: And he's I got to be honest, he's much calmer than I am. I'd be like worried that the bigger one's going to hurt the little one and I think in his case he's like toughening them up. His well, kid, his kids are just they're they're attacking, man.
3: So when that happens with the, with your two guys, what do you do? I you try just to get be, in the middle. I like, try to uh, be pretty chill, like Mills Lane. The I just don't boxing like boxing
4: ref. If Lennox throws like a little sucker punch shot type of thing, like a little smack, I don't like that. But then Ace doesn't seem to be bothered by it at all. He just stands there and stares at him like, "What? That's all you got?" <laughs> and we tr- we actually have tried to tell Lennox, Alex and I have said to him because we can just tell the way each kid's built right now. We're like, buddy. He's going to be able to beat you up in a couple of years. He's a solid kid. Lennox is more of like a just, he's a skinny kid. He's, he's, uh, lanky, you'd call him, right? Scrawny? No, you wouldn't say scrawny. He's lanky. Ace is more fullback. He's more, uh, Dan Kreider build.
3: (laughs) (laughs) He really is now that I think about it.
4: Yeah, he's a little tank. He's a load. And we try to tell Lennox, like, this isn't going to last very long. He's a little fire you. hydrant. And I don't I don't think it gets through Lennox. I really don't.
3: Uh, surprised that David Tepper didn't get rated as the worst owner. The former Steeler minority owner, uh, Pittsburgh guy, Carnegie Mellon alum, etc. They won two games in Carolina. He raised ticket prices. Well, what are we doing here? I would say just the optics of it. The guy's worth yeah. more money than any owner in the entire league.
4: But the pl- do the players care about ticket prices no, as much? No, they don't. I'm not. They t- probably care about the fact that like being there felt, I would imagine, very unstable because he's jerking everybody well, wait a around though. on decisions. Kabali
3: said on the air today that the players actually do have to pay for their own tickets. They don't give them for free. They pay. F- they pay face value.
4: I would still say. I-, I know. I just got done saying it's daycare and it's comparing it to the other teams and their millionaires but they probably feel like they
3: can afford that a little more than the average still person. ridiculous that they raise ticket prices though the one the one
4: thing that is sort of interesting to me here is well there's two one there's no correlation really the players association found no correlation between better grades and winning football they they just didn't it's you can look at them yourself you can see teams that won big this year the chiefs being the obvious example and then this was an interesting one to me virtually let me see i think over half the league Yeah, definitely over half the league gave their coach, their head coach, bare minimum an A-. minus. Who got the worst grade among coaches? McDaniels. He's the only coach who got worse than a C. So there are 31 coaches who got at least a, what you would call an average grade, and then Josh McDaniels got a D. Aditi
3: Kinkabwala is live with us from the NFL Scouting Combine. Aditi, we're short on time, so we'll just cut right to the chase here. Your reaction to Art Rooney getting an F in this NFL player survey?
0: Wow. You're breaking news to me. I have to be really honest. I've been so busy. I did not realize that. What, in terms of just ownership? Well, the, the bottom line point the here is, was, quote,
3: players don't think there's a willingness to invest in a better workplace, is the quote.
0: That's harsh, but Wow. You've been one one of the things is the
3: locker room. I guess is not up to par. Yeah, they
4: got ripped for the locker room, the training facilities. You've been in so
3: many of these NFL locker rooms. Is that fair?
0: Right. Um, it's fine. I wouldn't say it's one of the nicest. I wouldn't say it's the worst. It's fine. So I don't know that it's. did, Did the locker room get an F grade?
4: Uh, the locker room. Hold on, Aditi. Now, see, now you're you're catching us way off guard here. The locker oh, room got like a no the locker room got I think a like a D. Uh they got like a they got a lot of unflattering grades for locker room facilities. Locker room got a an F actually. I'm being charitable. Training room, a D plus. Weight room, a C. Training staff, a C. Nutritionist wow. and dietitian, a D. Family this is one that I think you might find interesting, and I we certainly took note of it. Uh Treatment of of team, of player families, right? The Steelers, we are a family kind of organization more so than these other big corporate monolith-type teams. They were one of four teams when it came from to treatment of families to get an F-minus from the players.
0: Well, you have to certainly hope that the organization pays attention to some of this. Now, this is a little bit of a flawed study because not you know, half of these teams have not necessarily experienced multiple teams to be able to sit here and say, oh, yeah, these guys definitely do it high class. This locker room is significantly better. They, don't, they only really know what they know. So take that piece in. But when your players are this dissatisfied with this many things, you have to take some of it under advisement. Aditi, what's I mean, the- I do, for example, I can tell you that I know that the Bengals did not rank well at all last year, and they tried to make some changes to address some of where they didn't rank well.
3: Uh, to think of another topic here, any big NFL draft rumors that you think Steelers fans would be interested in that you've been able to uncover from your time in Indy so far?
0: Um, I had a lovely conversation with Jeremiah Trotter Jr. today who said that he really enjoyed Mike Tomlin.
3: Did they go out for dinner? That's not or was doing it, just it for a, you. Was it just that, a formal, doesn't,
0: that, that was eh. an interview, yeah. That was one of his formal meetings. Um, I don't, I, there's nothing that I feel safe right now throwing at you.
3: But you got something. You just don't think you can give it on the air is what you're telling us.
0: At the moment, correct. It would need a little bit more what verification. The, what is the
3: percentage chance you think we get it from you next Wednesday? You had to put a number on it.
0: If it's true, yes. But I'm not 100% sure that this is definitely going to be the case. It's one of those things that may or may not move the target a little bit. But I have a question because I haven't seen you guys in a while. Are you still on your Justin Fields kick?
4: No, we kind of gave up. To, oh, some okay. ex- to some extent mainly be well we just don't think the Steelers are yeah, interested in doing it everything that they've sent out from that's like pr- from Jerry Dulac who we know is very close to Art Rooney suggests that they are just going to go and be Kenny the and Kenny Mason. and Mason show if they have their druthers
0: Kenny and Mason well, well look Justin Fields is a really really nice kid he does everything right he works very hard he understands how to handle distractions and be the face of a franchise he's a good leader he's not a great leader he doesn't necessarily see guys open. He is not the reason that you are winning championships. And so, again, I don't. I think that it's good that you put that one to bed.
4: What about Russell Wilson? Should we be keeping that one awake? Put
0: that one to bed, too. Put that one to bed, too. What
4: about Ryan Tannehill? Should we be putting that one to bed? Are we tucking all of these quarterbacks in for a nice long slumber?
0: I told you guys last week that I think, I mean, when I brought up Jacoby Brissett, I think that the best addition to the room would actually be a seasoned veteran who's been on the field and seen just about everything and won games in the National Football League and can therefore help Kenny be part of the development. I think of guys like what a Case Keenum was to C.J. Stroud.
3: All right, Aditi. Well, we will try to brainstorm off the air what this thing might be for next year. Yeah, week. we're going so to workshop some theories. Te- good clip. You have fun with tease. that one. All right, right DD, Enjoy, Indy. All
0: right. Bye.
3: Donnie's Dog Pick of the Day is brought to you by Farmer's Dog. Fresh human grade dog food delivered right to your door. It's time for the Donnie Football Debrief. The Debrief, February 28,
5: 2024. We got a, another Mel Kiper mock draft, and He's royalty around drafts time. So any time that he drops one,
3: we're talking about it. What did you make of Peter King saying the worst part of his job was having to do all the mock draft stuff?
5: We, I mean, we hear Florio say that too. So they both kind of share that same, same viewpoint. Like we've heard Florio say how much he can't stand mock drafts
3: thing is people love them. Yeah, they should give people what they want. I love mock drafts. I like want people, more mock drafts.
5: It's always funny because you'll see people complain so much like how much they hate mock draft season. Yeah. If people didn't love them so much,
4: they wouldn't do it. We wouldn't see so many of them. Correct. But uh, they're everywhere. I mean, that feels to me like in our business sitting here complaining like actually complaining and saying "Oh, I just hate talking about whatever the popular overwhelmingly popular subject is. The people want it. Your job is, whether you love it or not, to give it to them. The other thing, Peter, uh, I thought Peter also kind of looked down at our profession too. Too many, uh, not enough reporters out there in the world, too many opinionistas. Well, did
3: you see that he uh, told CBS Sports Radio that he offered to resign over a story? Yeah, because of the deflate gate situation. Yeah, he confirmed that those balls were deflated and under the like PSI number or whatever it was, picked up on Chris Mortensen's report and it was wrong and felt bad about it and went to si and said you can ask me if you want they didn't they stood by their guy the reason why i think not only because he's like a classic newsman the other reason why i think he was so um depressed over that is because i bet it cost him his relationship with belichick probably and he covered belichick when he was in new york as a giants beat writer and I've actually heard when Belichick was the assistant coach there, he was great for reporters to work with, which is kind of funny when you fast forward. Probably learned his lesson. 30 years. Anyways, Donnie, Mel Kuyper.
5: So this is his 2.0. He went with the same position as he did last time for the Steelers. This time he went with Nate Wiggins, the cornerback from Clemson. Big guy. So the Steelers would call his name. On that Thursday night in late April, how do you how do you feel about it at number twenty? I will say this: Cooper to Gene picked one pick before to the Rams. At well, 19. this is your
3: last segment before you head out to Florida, so I actually want you to hit leadoff here. What would your reaction be?
5: Uh, I'm I'm good with that because I I think if if we're in the the sense of like tackle center or corner, I think those are like the big three. We we went over that what yesterday it was, like what their big needs should be going into the draft. So I, I'm not going to have like this skewed view, even though I am always more biased to the offensive line. I'm not completely against, hey, let's get another first-round corner. You match this guy with Joey Porter Jr. Now, down. Yeah, like now if they can get somebody in free agency, it's just there's very, very limited options there. So – you get one of these guys at pick twenty, and you feel confident you can make something happen at offensive line with that
4: second pick. I'm feeling better about it. I mean, I just think it's a high value position. I'd have no issue with it. It's not my number one choice. That would still be tackle personally. But the way yeah, but the way things are now, like you need it's a high value You, you need to have studs there. It's the, it's, out the there. it's the philosophical opposite to drafting an inside linebacker in the first round, no matter how good you think the guy is. If you think you've got a potential the potential to draft a guy that gives you a pair of shutdown corners, that is having a, a keen sense of defensive positional value, and I'd be fine with it. I also think that if they do look corner and Mitchell from Toledo and Wiggins are both still on the board, man, what wins out there? Tomlin loves big school players. But Wiggins is an underclassman, and Mitchell showed out at the Senior Bowl, and we know Mike loves it when he gets to watch a guy
3: play and challenges him, two dogs, one bone. What wins out? I think he would take Mitchell. The write-up from Jeremiah on Wiggins, the Clemson corner, is that he was really unimpressive against the run. Here he is. I was a little disappointed in his lack of aggression against the, the run. Overall, Wiggins is dripping with athleticism and physical traits. But he needs to be more invested in the run game. Now, I think one of the things that kept Joey Porter Jr. from playing from playing day one, they weren't sold that he was great against the run. They wanted him to get better at that. They didn't like his tackling so much in those situations. Yeah. So I'm not saying that this would disqualify the guy, but I think for the Steelers and what they look for in corners, it would be a mark against him. It wasn't with Porter, but then again, Porter had a connection to the Steelers that went back to his dad. I thought I always thought Porter, in
4: his case, that it was more his actual like fundamental tackling, not you're like, right technique. It wasn't an
3: unwillingness well, to tackle. good point. So I think that this would be, this probably would be a big blotch on the uh, Wiggins resume. Like I think if as the much, scouting report is accurate,
4: I think obviously they love Joey Porter Jr. because of the bloodlines. But if they had to pick between he and Devin Witherspoon in some alternate universe, they're taking Witherspoon because he's a thumper against Agreed. the run. Another interesting nugget from this
5: mock. Graham Barton from Duke goes a pick after 21 to the Dolphins
4: that was actually the most interesting thing I saw he doesn't have Powers Johnson in the first round at all That's Zach what I was Frazier, going to say same deal he says Kuiper he's still the godfather of all this he says Barton would go would be getting way more buzz but he missed games with lower body injuries at times a couple of extra games and essentially made it seem like he and Powers Johnson are awash as far as prospects well, I don't think mind. he has
3: a ton of center tape either So it would be back to the... Well,
4: Powers Johnson has has just uh, the one year.
3: And I think Barton has one year, too, but it might have been his freshman year. And then he got moved to tackle for Duke. Yeah, Powers Johnson was guard who got moved this past
4: year won the Remington.
3: Uh, If they took the corner... Well, see, in a situation like that, like, let's say it happened that way, and they take this Clemson corner in the first round, I'm probably sitting there thinking damn it, like they didn't take the offensive tackle. They didn't take a center. Powers Johnson was right there, right for the picking, and they passed. What would make me feel a tiny bit better is if no one took him in the first round. If the entire like NFL draft community said, eh, he's a center, really good prospect, but not worthy of a first-round pick. If he went like two or three picks later, I feel like I would be livid.
4: That makes, I mean, that makes basic sense to me, just in terms of how you would how you'd view it you'd feel like they biffed it the further he falls then you feel like they're just okay yeah, what's wrong watching. here yeah well the further you fall you you just wonder or think maybe your evaluation is much more in line with everybody else's
3: donnie what's the first thing you do in, doing when this vacation starts
4: well when do we count the official start soon of as vacation? you leave here you get to the airport and you're through security i think the vacation has commenced oh that airport beer It's going to be one of the 10 best beers of your life. Smiling like a butcher's dog just thinking
3: about it. I think we're going to get the Pirates tickets for Donnie. Steelers tickets I'm a little less uh, confident in at the moment. Donnie rattled some cages today. You got to break some eggs to make an omelet sometimes. And he
4: did that. I don't think Donnie... I mean, Donnie went hard. He delivered a big take. You get a bunch of Fs in a survey of your own players...